The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey, with seven offices located throughout the state. Our newest location that we opened is in Somerset County in Bedminster, New Jersey. To reach us, the number is 973-285-7800. And our website, which as you know is loaded with information and education, is www.ansdocs.com. Again, that's www. ANSDocs.com. Again, I'm going to let you know about the Answers Live NJ website, as you know, has been launched. And please visit there as you are uh, doing all the time. Listen to these shows over and over again. Leave me those great comments and suggestions for new shows. I definitely will listen to them and get some of those experts on the show. And we can uh, learn more and more about so many different uh, fascinating topics. Uh, again, today I'm bringing you another great topic. It's a little bit of a continuation of a show we did a couple weeks ago. Um, we're going to be talking again about late, latest advancements in reproductive medicine. We're going to delve more into that topic and learn about the newer technologies and what's going on now. Um, again, I have two experts from the Reproductive Medicine Associates of New Jersey. I have Dr. Eric Foreman and Dr. Marcy McGuire. I'm going to give you their contact information real quick before you meet them. To reach either of them or make a scheduled appointment, it's 973 973- 656-2089 and again visit their website at www.rmanj.com again that's www.rmanj.com good morning dr foreman and dr mcguire good morning thank you so much for coming on um before we start each show, I like to let my guests speak to my listeners, and um, each of you, Dr. Foreman, will start with you. Just let our uh, listeners know a little bit about you and your office. Yeah, hi. Um, my name is Eric Foreman. I'm an attending physician at Reproductive Medicine Associates of New Jersey. I'm based out of the Morristown office, and I did my training in uh, reproductive endocrinology and infertility through the program combined at RMA New Jersey and Rutgers. And prior to that, I did my obstetrics and gynecology training at Duke University. And my, my interest specifically in my research has focused on improving the safety and the efficiency of in vitro fertilization, primarily looking at better ways to perform single embryo transfer. Okay, we'll definitely learn about that today. And good morning to you, Dr. Marcy McGuire. Good morning. Um, I am, uh, my name is Marcy McGuire. I'm an attending physician also at Reproductive Medicine Associates of New Jersey my office is mainly out of West Orange. I did my undergraduate education at Princeton University, followed by an obstetrics and gynecology residency at Tufts University, uh, and then finally a reproductive endocrinology fellowship at the National Institutes of Health. 
Okay. Um, you both said uh, you're in the Morristown office, and you're in the, where are the offices? If you can run down them real quick, just so people know where you yeah, are. We, we have offices throughout the state. Our primary location um, is in Basking Ridge. Okay. That's where we have our research facilities and our clinical embryology lab. Um, but we have offices in Morristown, West Orange, as mentioned already, one in Englewood, Somerset, Eatontown. I'm pulling on your brain here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And, o- and overlook at um, where we see patients as well. At the hospital. Okay, great. All right. That's wonderful. You're basically covering the state like our group. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I guess I'm going to start with the probably the most easy question. Um, um, how many people are impacted by infertility? Infertility is actually a lot more common than you might think. Um, about one in eight women of childbearing age does have trouble having a conception. Um, so... So truly, family, friends, employers, many people who we all know have experienced infertility. Okay. Um, And is it prevalent in certain age groups or um, anything that's specific that you've seen through your practice? Yeah, we we definitely see an increased risk of infertility with increasing age, primarily related to the age of the the woman. Okay. Um, And as, you know, as a society, as, you know, um, in general, we've delayed when we've gotten married and when we've started having children we see more age-related infertility. Um, so it becomes a little bit more difficult to get a pregnancy to occur. And when they happen, uh, couples are at a little bit higher risk of miscarriage. So we also see patients that have you know, uh, repetitive miscarriages. Okay. Yeah, I definitely see that in society. Uh, women are waiting a little longer, getting their career started. And I think with uh, all the stars having children older, it's making this thing, I guess, look uh, good to do, um, but that's something that now we have to deal with is infertility. So it's great that we have uh, have you both. Um, I'm reading the notes, and I have something here. Um, SART S A R T, which is the Society for Assisted Re- Reproductive Technologies. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, SART, uh, this, as you said, the Society for Assisted Reproductive Technology is a nonprofit organization which was put together to really provide an unbiased way to look up and to see. Uh, pregnancy rates or uh, success rates for in vitro fertilization clinics across the country. And it really is a great resource for patients who can go to SART.org, S-A-R-T.org, and look up success rates for clinics in their area. Okay. So if someone was in New Jersey and they were looking for a center, of course, they don't have to look because you're right here, uh, but they would go on to this website and it basically tells you your outcomes. Is that what it is? And, or how successful right. your can, patients are they doing? They can search you know, in any state, any clinic for the past you know, 10 years or so and look at different types of outcomes, pregnancy rates, live birth rates, rates of multiple pregnancy, which is an important thing to consider. And it's really important, you know, there's often a perception that, that infertility treatment is not very regulated and can, um, you know, you see things on the news that, that scare patients. But really, you know, there's a lot of oversight and we report every outcome to both SART and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention at Atlanta. They also keep track of these statistics. So there's, we try to, you know, have a lot of disclosure and be transparent and let patients know, you know, what, what they should expect when they come to see us or when they go to a different clinic. Okay. That's uh, very interesting to know that we have that resource out there. Um, of course, I'm older. Uh, my kids are now in their teens, so I, I am definitely not looking out to have more children. But years ago, um, when I was at that age, they were called test tube babies because everything was new back then. Um, how different now are infertility treatments compared to, say, 10 years ago or 15 years ago when, when um, you know, my wife and I were starting a family? Right. So we, um, you know, a lot of advancements have 
have occurred that have really improved the safety and the efficiency of IVF, which is what you know we, we're here to talk about. And you know, we actually don't use test tubes anymore. They're, right. they're nice culture dishes, and we've improved the the culture media to really try to optimize the chance for each you know egg and sperm that combine and make an embryo to to result in a you know viable embryo that could make a baby. So every aspect from the temperature that that the embryos are cultured in to the the nutrients that go in the culture media, um, the moisture in the incubators that we, we control and, you know, try to mimic what it would be like under ideal conditions in a woman's body, you know, when that's unfortunately not possible naturally. Right. So we've, we've, that's really allowed us to improve the success and safety of IVF. Yes, and actually 10 years ago, success was much poorer across the board in infertility clinics across the country, but now the national average birth rate in women under age 35 is approximately 40%. At RMA, it's even as high as 64% in women of that age group, which is really a great outcome and I think has a lot to do with improved embryo culture methods, um, better attention perhaps to patients' particular reasons for having infertility, and also new genetic testing methods which are available to improve the chance of a healthy live birth with, with each embryo transferred. Okay. So uh, briefly, g- give me a picture of the listeners, a picture of actually what's happening. So you're taking a sperm and an egg and you're fertilizing them, and then you're trying to replicate what's happening in those early stages um, when, when a normal implantation takes. So something in the body with people who are, had a lot of miscarriages, what is actually happening with them and, and why is IVF successful? So taking that little stage out and doing it in, 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 mm-hmm. in a clinic, what's the difference? So, you know, the... the Many studies have really looked at causes of miscarriages. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential causes for miscarriages, but the most common cause is actually that the embryo itself had the wrong number of chromosomes and just couldn't have made a normal baby. Okay. But it doesn't mean that it's not possible for that couple to have to produce an embryo that could make a normal healthy baby. So with in vitro fertilization, with the improvements that we've described, with the improvements in technology. We're actually able to look at the embryos and actually look at the number of chromosomes that they have. And we know that little boys have 46 XY chromosomes and girls have 46 XX. And we can actually predict that now and not leave it to chance or, you know, just a beauty contest of picking a few embryos that look good, but really determine which ones have the right fundamental building block, the right number of chromosomes, and then transfer fewer embryos and have better outcomes and lower the risk of miscarriage by putting a, a normal embryo in the uterus at the right time when it has the best chance to implant. Okay. That definitely clears it up and gives me and I'm sure the listeners a, a picture of what's actually occurring. Um, how different are the IVF success rates now from 10 years ago? So they're dramatically different. They were, you know, ex- IVF success rates 10 years ago um, were were probably around 10% to 30% approximately. But now across the board, again, in women under age 35, um, there's a 40% success rate with IVF. And at certain centers, and our center, uh, Reproductive Medicine Associates of New Jersey, there is a 64% live birth rate in women under age 35 who are having in vitro fertilization. And with the CCS or the chromosome screening that um, Dr. Foreman just mentioned, success rates can be as high as even 85% per try. Okay. Go ahead, sure. It's also important to you know consider that we've also changed the way we define success in IVF. Ten years ago, clinics used to post their pregnancy rates, and 
patients, you know, compared pregnancy rates, but really they're not coming to us to have a pregnancy which may result in a miscarriage. Right. They want a live birth, and even more than that, you know, they don't want a triplet live birth. They want a healthy term delivery, you know, ideally a singleton, just like they would expect naturally. So we've really shifted our focus to look at the live birth rate, really the healthy term live birth rate. And so the the chance of that has improved dramatically. Ten years ago, I think roughly 6% of the deliveries were triplets. Wow. And now we've dramatically reduced that. We still have a lot of twins, and we've, we're working hard to um, improve the safety, allow couples to still have multiple children eventually if they want to, but try to have them safely one at a time. But we've really, you know, We've really improved the safety, lowered the risk of triplets, while at the same time improving the overall success and delivery rate. Okay, that's very interesting. I want to definitely touch back, uh, touch more on that in a few minutes. I want to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day I hear of the stories of people whose lives have been devastated by nerve pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. Our group of specialists are among the best trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures, and we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. Trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have eight offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We've truly got your back. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood, from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Again, today we're talking about latest advancements in reproductive medicine. My guests today are Dr. Eric Foreman and Dr. Marcy McGuire from Reproductive Medicine Associates of New Jersey. And we're definitely getting so much information for those of you out there um, looking about or questioning about IVF, if you have children that are looking or or even yourself um, about this, we're getting some really good information. So I want to jump right back into where we left off. And um, um, what helped make IVF more successful now 10 years? And I'm going to ask a very poignant, straight-on question is, Reproductive Medicine Associates in New Jersey, your rates are better than most, um, and you see so many advertisements, and there's so many other places doing this. Let's really get into why, it's, why you're being so successful there. I think that has a lot to do with the effort that our clinic has made to be on the cutting edge of research and to be really, truly up-to-date with the latest techniques and the latest technology. So... Um, we have extended embryo culture. We do exclusively trophectoderm biopsy. We transfer only the blastocyst embryos. So we're doing everything we can from it from an embryo growth and embryo care point of view to optimize uh, the the culture techniques. In addition, we have um, the premier type of genetic screening available to. Um, screen embryos to ensure that the best quality and the most genetically sound embryos are identified for transfer. And that really puts us, I think, a step ahead. Okay. And that, that's the comprehensive chromosomal uh, screening that you mm-hmm. do. You also mentioned that you, you're in Basking Ridge. You have a lab. Mm-hmm. Um, do most places have labs or do they use off-site places? Is that also something that makes you so successful? Um, it, it varies. Most, most IVF practices do have their own lab, but at our practice, um, Reproductive Medicine Associates of New Jersey, 
know, we actually, our, um, one of our founding partners, Richard Scott, is a lab director, you know, world leader in, in embryology. And so, you know, we really invest a lot and we, you know, don't cut any corners. And, you know, quality control in the IVF laboratory is one of the biggest variables that makes um, a clinic have really high success rates. So every, every component that goes into um, our patient's care is really carefully checked. So, you know, um, the, the dishes that we use to culture their embryos, the media, we don't just assume that anything is good that you buy from the manufacturer. We actually have to do quality control, and it's a, you know, constant investment and, and a quant- constant um, area that we try to improve. So that's one of the, the areas that really differentiates, I think, our practice is um, the quality of our embryology, embryology laboratory and our team of embryologists. Okay. I was going to ask that question. What should people know about um, the screenings that you do and, and definitely also your practice that makes you different? So it's your, the way you, you're looking at the embryos, your quality control seems um, immense. Um, and I'm sure the physicians are all very well trained, coming from pretty good to train the other training programs and getting those best physicians there also. Absolutely. There are um, a number of physicians in our practice who've trained at Cornell, at University of Pennsylvania, at Duke University. Um, so really, t- um, come, they have come from um, top-notch training programs and offer a lot to our practice. Okay. So you're bringing that expertise here, same in our practice. Everyone's trained at these big Ivy League, unbelievable. And, you know, we always fight people going to New York and I'm like, There's, we're right here. You don't need to do that anymore. And it's the same thing here. You have this amazing expertise right here in New Jersey. And like you, really everywhere in the state, you pretty much have an office. So it's so easy to get to you as well as our group. Um, we definitely touched a little bit on triplets and singletons and twins, and um, it basically started, uh, my cousin had twins, and we talked about it a little bit before the show, and everyone was all excited, and then the last show we talked about that, and I, I left the show thinking, um, you know, why wouldn't you want to have twins, but after I really thought about it, it's something that you don't really want, um, they're lovely if they happen naturally, but explain a little bit why you're all striving to get those singletons or the single pregnancies. Yeah, I mean, I really, you know, we think when we see couples, they've been trying for so long, you know, they really want to start their family, and they look at twins as, just, you know, a way to improve their chances of having a pregnancy and having a delivery. What they really want is a healthy baby or healthy babies. So, you know, when they started off thinking about starting their family, they didn't think they were going to get pregnant with twins. They would right. have been happy, really excited to have a pregnancy and have a healthy delivery. And they just have this perception from, I think, the older way that IVF and infertility care was done, that they need to try to put more embryos back to, because they just think, they're just skeptical that they're going to be able to succeed and, and have that baby that they want. So once we tell them that now, you know, with doing this more safely, you can still have two or three children, but just have them one at a time like you would have naturally, it sort of reduces the stigma of infertility too, I think, that you know, when you see that, that couple walking their babies, you know, in the twin or triplet stroller, you automatically assume that they must have had infertility right. care, whereas now they go back to being normal and they can put this chapter of infertility behind them and, um, you know, move on with building their family and the rest of their life. Right. And what was interesting to me that made me think about it is when you have the twins or the triplets, you're really jeopardizing all the embryos and babies. 
And that's what people don't realize, and that's why I wanted to, to kind of let out there is it's exciting, but you're also now chancing not having any or, or losing those. Is that correct? Truly, or having um, the babies that are born, the children that you have to be affected by the consequences of preterm delivery or other issues that might arise during your pregnancy. Okay, that definitely cleared it up, and it was something that really struck me uh, talking to your associates a couple of weeks ago. But RMA New Jersey was recently featured on Good Morning America for your work in the single embryo transfer. Can you can you delve more on that? And um, I know that's your specialty, Dr. Foreman, yeah. with your research. Um, yeah, so I mean the concept of single embryo transfer just makes so much sense. If you if you know that you have a good embryo and it can make a baby, that's the ideal, you know, for IVF. But the problem has been that it's been hard to tell which embryo was the best and which you know embryo is going to be able to make a baby. So we've had to put back more embryos to achieve, you know, reasonable high pregnancy rates that our patients want. Um, and that we want as well. So with the improvements that we've already described over the last several years, culminating with comprehensive chromosome screening, the ability to safely determine whether a given embryo has the right genetic material, the right number of chromosomes, that really, once we started um, implementing that into our practice, we saw that those embryos that were normal and and looked, you know, um, good quality, that most of them actually resulted in babies, more than half of them. So the, the design, the study that we wanted to, to do to test this is to see whether we could transfer one tested normal embryo and compare it with the, the standard of putting back two that just looked good but hadn't been tested and see if we could get the same delivery rates, which is really what we already you know, described as what patients come to us for. And we right. did that trial. We call it the best trial because we were trying to find the best embryo. Um, and both groups had over 60% delivery rates. And that was across age groups. The study included patients up to age 42. And um, in the one group that got one tested embryo, every single baby was a singleton, and the vast majority of them were full-term, normal birth weight. In the other group, they had similar delivery rates, over 60%, but nearly half of them were multiples, most of them twins. And as we already talked about, you know, some of those twins ended up being delivered early, some of those... Women wound up being put on bed rest and missing extra time from work. Um, so in the end, you know, those most of those twin babies are doing well, but it was a little bit of a rougher pregnancy course to get there. Right. So the goal eventually, and, and one of my questions is, what will IVF look like ten years from now? But um, right now, your goal is really to place one embryo. That's the the striving. Um, a lot of people, of course, nowadays you hear having I, IVF, and they're still coming home. And you know, if it's my cousin or her friend or whatever, you hear people say, "Oh, yeah, they you know they implanted two or three. So right now, that's what it was: was planting in more embryos, hoping one would take. Right. Sometimes then they all take, and then you have to deal with that. Right. So the goal is really to look at the embryos and get that one to. And how do people feel about that? Are they still a little hesitant, thinking, "Well, if I give have two, I have a better chance"? And is that an educational thing to get people to be accepting to come to you and say, "I'm going to put one embryo in," and they're like, "Well, how do I put three? We'll have a better chance." Explain that a little bit. A- absolutely, and a lot of the patients that come in request a dual embryo transfer and even want twins. So it is, um, it is on us to educate them on the risks of twin pregnancy and and why they might want to consider a single embryo transfer. Um, Right. So that's what I was asking. So it's basically trying to educate the public, and that's key, is that you really want one. Um, What do you do when someone says, I want twins? Do you try to let them know the risks associated with that? Again, like I said before, you know, I really 
you know, tell them, do you really want twins or do you really want to have two children ultimately? Right. And one of the other technologies that, that has improved greatly over the last few years that we, we didn't talk about yet was embryo freezing. We've gotten a lot better at freezing embryos and saving them for the future. So it's not like, you know, when we put back one embryo, we're losing all the other embryos. If there are, you know, two or three normal embryos, we'll transfer one now and we can transfer one in a few years you know, after they have that baby safely and come back. So that's what I counsel them and explain to them, which they didn't realize usually that, you know, we were not going to compromise your chance of having two children, you know, if you had two embryos capable of making babies. But let's just do it safer. Let's put back one now. Let's freeze the other ones. And with our improved technology of really rapid freezing called vitrification, um, there's a great chance that that embryo is going to be just as good in a few years when they come back. That was going to be my question. As you're talking about freezing, you're thinking, well, I, want, I would like a fresh embryo, not a frozen one. <laughs> right. So is there, a, is there a difference? Is it, you know, um, with that? So there's a very small risk associated with the vitrification or uh, cryopreservation of embryos, but that risk is vastly outweighed by the safety of a single embryo transfer as opposed to a dual embryo transfer. Um, and as Dr. Foreman mentioned, the vitrification te- techniques have come a long way in the last uh, several years um, and is now really standard of practice uh, at RMA and, and across the country. Okay, and that embryo that you're freezing has already gone through the testing. You know it's uh, is the best, also mm-hmm. one of Correct. the best. Mm-hmm. So when they come back, there's not this whole big testing and going through what they have to go through to get the egg, which from what I watched, you know, friends and family, it's, it's a lot for a woman to go through just to get those eggs. So that definitely takes that out of the loop. Correct. And a lot of people say, you know, I'm 40 today and I, I do want to have two children and, and that's why I want to have uh, twins now. And you can reassure them, well, we're not going to discard your second embryo. That embryo is waiting for, waiting for you right. and we've tested it so it's genetically normal. So we know that it will give you a good chance at a second child. Okay. Um, and coming to a close of the show, but um, as I always ask all my guests, what, what are the main uh, takeaway points you want people to know about your practice and about IVF? Um, yeah, the main takeaway point is that, you know, it's not what you might think when you think about, you know, triplets, quadruplets. It's really about um, starting families safely. And for couples that, you know, that need to rely on IVF, you know, it's no one's first choice to, to have their family. But it's a great means to an end of, you know, having a healthy baby and healthy families. And we've just gotten a lot better at nurturing the embryos along, determining which ones are really capable of making babies and putting them back, you know, to the uterus safely one at a time and preserving other ones for the future. And so, um, you know, there's a lot more to do. And, you know, we have a lot of research ongoing at our center. We actually have our own fellowship training program at RMA New Jersey and through Rutgers. And so, you know, we train, you know, the next generation of leaders in this field. And so we're not done yet, but we've gotten a lot better. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And like I said, you're basically like our tagline at ANS is making next generation treatments possible. And that's actually what you guys are also doing. Again, that was Dr. Eric Foreman and Dr. Marcy uh, McGuire from Reproductive Medicine Associates of New Jersey. I'm Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Again, the largest subspecialized neurosurgery group in the state. If you're suffering from back pain or any vascular disorder, please visit us at www.ansdocs.com. And again, don't let insurance dictate where you go for the best neurosurgical care in the state. We see all patients. Again, thank you all so much, and I will talk to you next Sunday. Have a great day. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection making a partnership of good health.
The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions.